All right. Still on our good evil series. Last week was lust. This week is greed. And don't think about greed as in food. So I ain't trying to mess up your Thanksgiving holiday. I'm going to let you eat. No, I'm just for that. Yeah, eat, eat. That's one time you're supposed to eat. That's one time you come there with your stretch pants. Woo! Have a good time. But not today. We ain't talking about that. All right. Matthew 16, 26 through 27. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. So I was just telling you before, nothing wrong with having money. Nothing wrong with having money. Now how you got it might be a problem. You're doing insurance fraud, right? Don't get your money that way. We all want something, but at some point, we need to know it is enough. You and I don't need everything we see. In fact, we already know that more produces discontentment. Just like on Christmas. Kid, you can buy this kid this expensive toy. You have to wait in this long line to get it. Bring it home, wrap it up, they open it up, they play with it for 10 minutes. Um, what happened to that toy I just bought? Oh, it's over there. What you mean over there? Why is not your head? Why is it not turning into a spaceship right now? It should have multiple purposes. You know what that toy costs? But you, you know, the children love—they best example. They, they so discontent. They don't care. They don't. What? What? Like, you know how much overtime I had to work to get that little funky dog? Did you have the all day? You laid him on the. You had his clothes at. Hey, man. We should not desire to be filthy rich. Why? Because you probably can't handle it. That's the problem. Folks don't want to hear that. What? What? You just don't want to see me be great. No, brother, you can't handle the $100 that you, I just gave you, let alone $100,000. You irresponsible. You don't. That's why you're only gonna make thirty thousand a year. You can't handle a hundred and fifty thousand a year. You live off five thousand and you blow to twenty five. No, it's not responsible. Why? Because you probably can't. Right? You can't take a look at some of the families that have big money. Now look at their kids. More doesn't equate to happiness. I just saw Paris Hilton. She just got married. Forty years old. All right. She still is poor brat. And I ain't afraid to say it. She is. That's her daddy's money. That ain't her money. She ain't work for none of that. She is princess in the pea. Which is fine. All parents want to do that. They want to take care of their kids. I get it. I, was, I love it. I want to do the same thing. They still spoil. <laughs> she was on that bratty show acting like a brat. Years ago when she was in her 20s. It's the truth. Money don't make you better. Don't make you more happy. It don't. It just spoils you rotten. It ruins you to a certain extent. Right now, in the moment, I am going to do what I can with what I have and what I know, and from where I am, that's enough. It's enough. You know, when you hit, you turn twenty, you just think everything is just right now. It's when you start getting closer to thirty, you be like, you know what? 
I could have waited. I should have waited. I could have saved myself so much time on my car insurance. <laughs> saved myself so much frustration. Broken off some bad relationships, made some new friends. But because we just you just think life is coming at you so fast when it's really not. Life is always happening. It's just you just got it. That's all. Amen. That's all that happened. You just got it. Mark 7, 14 through 23. It's quite a bit of reading today, but that's okay. Because we love the word, right? And when he had called all the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you. You know, hearken. When you say hearken, he means listen. Listen with both ears. Don't, don't tune me out. And understand there is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And when he, he and when he was entered into the house from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable, and he saith unto them, Are ye so without understanding also? Do ye not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the man, it cannot defile him, because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly? And goeth out into the drought, purging all meat, which pretty much he took a dog. That's, that's just being nice. Okay. And he said, That which cometh out of the man that defileth the man for from within. Out of the heart of man proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. See, it's not what's coming into you. It's what's already in there. What have you let in your heart? Men let greed get in there. And lasciviousness that could have been there. And an evil eye. So if I can hang around a man who can't control his eye. You ain't trustworthy, bro. You look at everything that got a pair of yoga pants on. True story. I know a guy. In the mall, looking at a pair with yoga pants. Somebody was bent over with a pair of yoga pants on. Wasn't a woman. <laughs> and the dude turned around. You know how they be like. He called him. He said, "Why?" He said, "Why you got no more? Why you looking?" He got an evil eye, <laughs> bro. You something wrong with you? I know why I put mine on while you looking. Because I'm looking for somebody like you. Got you. Control, you can't control yourself. Evil thoughts. I'm, ooh. Anybody tell me don't have evil thoughts, I said you a liar. You are. You are. Men have them, women have them. Women are funny with theirs, though. Oh, don't care, that dress is cute, but your hair is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> they is hilarious. Dude, just, we just straight with it. Man, bro, you like a bum. Did you just get out the bed like that? We don't even put no sweetness on. We just like, just straightforward. Oh, you trash. <laughs> your shoes are trash. Your tie trash. Bruh, why you being so mean? Man, he just, I'm just telling like it is. No, you a jerk. <laughs> That's what you are. But that's inside of a man. I'm joking, but that's, that's what's inside of a man. That's what's inside of a woman. You feel like that all the time. 
And most of the time, you got your own insecurities. Something wrong with you. You don't like what, that's, I, I, I say it all the time. People who want to change their bodies don't like themselves. I'm not talking about working out. That's not what I'm talking about. You should work out. I'm talking about when you have to continuously cut your face and nose and body, butt, and all of the BBLs and lips and breasts and butt. Oh, man. You don't, you, don't, you don't like yourself that much? You know, it's amazing what a 30-pound weight can do to a certain part of your body. If you're lifting, you're lifting it repeatedly over a course of time. Amazing. That's too much work, though. <laughs> and it don't cost that much money, either. But I'm going to go spend $2,500 for some new teeth in Brazil. Get them pearly whites. Okay. But wasn't nothing wrong with teeth before, but okay. Could have just got braces for the same price, but I guess. Anyway, we let these things into our hearts. If your life is full of joy and blessings, there's no room for ugliness and bitterness. There's no room for that. If you're already happy, don't nobody even take your happiness from you. You get your miserable, sorrowful, what's that move? Misery? <laughs> Bro, trying to break my leg and spoon feed me soup for the rest of my life? Get away from me. I'm happy. Leave me alone. I ain't hurt nobody. You know, my life is, is clean. It's holy. Unless you take joy and happiness out, you see, it doesn't matter what anyone, anyone tries to do to you. What matters is what you allow in your own heart. That's why I tell you, you cannot, you people don't take your joy. You give it away. You give it away. You don't give nobody that type of power over you. You don't let nobody to try to make tip. You ugly. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Amen. No brush thing. Pop the tic tac here. No, it don't. No, it doesn't. Seriously. But they say mind over matter. I don't mind, so it don't matter. Amen. <laughs> no, seriously. You don't, you don't, this is what, this is why depression, this is why depression, anxiety, all this stuff is so prevalent because people cannot take control of their own minds. They can't, you, don't, you don't have control of it. So, you know, just take this drug. Pop this, pop to take this pig. Take this Xanax, man. It can make you feel good. I don't feel nothing. I'm numb. What, what day is it? Trying to make you silence you by medication. No, 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 no. Taking, that's how they rob your joy. Giving kids Ritalin. That's why you know they, they robbing schools for Ritalin. Why does the school have so much? Men have evil, evil, have evil, greedy hearts, and that's why they do what they do with no remorse. Sin is in their nature. That's why we need the blood, blood of Christ shed for us because all of us needed a washing of righteousness and we could only get it by the purest being that lives, God. We can only get that from God. The sign of a beautiful person that they, all, they always see beauty in others. Seriously. People who have who are one-sided about something, they vex me. They can never see your point of view. They all they never. They never even when you try to present it to them, they're like, I don't understand that. That's because you lack vision. You lack empathy for other people. 
everybody does not see through my eyes the way I see light, and that's fine. But I can, we can, we should, we should be able to agree that something is was created with love, with beauty, with whatever. But apparently, only one side matters. All right, we'll teach you a little Greek around here. A little Greek. The Greek word for greed is pleonexia. Can you say pleonexia? Pleonexia. All right. It means advantage or covetousness. Pleon, which means numerically more, and exo, which means have. So you want more of what you have. In numerate, in the numbered form, right? So properly, the desire for more things, lusting for a greater number of temporal things that go beyond what God determines is eternally best beyond His preferred will. Greed is a bottomless pit which exhausts the person in endless effort to satisfy the need without ever reaching satisfaction. Greed. Rough around here, man. Rough. I had a teacher call me. Um, when, <laughs> I think I was in second grade, and she was. I think she had brought snacks, like look, look at like little cheese and snack cracker tray, something like that. And I was, I was thinking, this, this is right around before I started. I really got skinny. I was thinking I was a husky little guy. And she gave, she passed everything around, and uh, I think. I, I don't mind. I remember I missed some breakfast that day. I was hungry. Because <laughs> I went to ask for seconds. And she was, but she looked me dead in my face. She said, are you a pig? <laughs> oh, I, I laughed because I was like, well, she was quick with that one. <laughs> How long you been holding on to that? <laughs> and I went, I abruptly said, uh, I laughed because I'm a kid. Kids are like, we think everything is funny. But as I got old, I said, she tried to say I was a green little pig. <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh about that. Now. Well, Miss Phillips was rough, Jack. <laughs> Man, Woo, I'll hold it to her though. I mean, she's old school in the house. You know, that's how they talk. They get straightforward. What no chase around? You know, like you want to be fat? Cause she was a slender woman. I'm like, well, nah. Well, then sit down. You done? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> There has been a false gospel going around for years that has turned so many away from God, it's not even funny. They tell vulnerable people that if they give, a th they give thousands of dollars, God will bless them with hundreds of thousands of dollars, or a big house, or a Mercedes-Benz S-Class. It's the greedy behavior behind men that block the path to God. Their gospel is false. Now, God is not, is not looking to have his people live in poverty or squalor, but he also isn't concerned with how many zeros you have in your bank account. Because Matthew 16 and 26 says, For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? God was much rather that all men go to heaven. He would. But he knows men will choose evil because that's what they are. They don't want a change of nature. They don't want a change of life. They like money. They like being comfortable. They like being able to run the heat all they want in the wintertime versus us. Turn the heat off, put your clothes on. Why become a multimillionaire 
only to become an eternal damnation. I was trying to work this. I really was. It's, even saying it still didn't come out the way I wanted, but I was trying. Uh, <laughs> I tell folks, pick a, pick a number. Pick a number you can live off and give off to pay off your bills off and be thankful for that. I'm serious. You should be at a, at a certain age. You should be like, you know what? I think right about now, we might have one or two more kids, maybe three. You know, I want to retire by such and such time. I think this right, this number right here, this will work for us. This will work. House is halfway paid for. I think we're good. We got about 15 years to us all. And you live content with what you have. So if you get, you never get another dollar, you are content with where you're at and what you have. And you're okay with that. I t- I, 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 I'm telling you right now, I, people talk to me about, because I talk about money all the time. Money could, where, your, where, your, where your treasure is, where your heart is. We talk about money, and they ask me, I said, man, pick a number, you know what, sit down, put your bills together, where you want to be at in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, pick a number, that's the goal. Once you meet that goal, be content. Don't go beyond it. I'm not saying stop investing. I'm not saying, I'm saying, would you, as far as living off of, hit that number, stay there. What's your bottom number? If anything happens, you lose your income. Can you live off that? Those are the conversations you need to have in your, own, in your own household because, you know, times get rough sometimes. People get hurt. People get sick. Hospital bills ain't no joke. You have to be able to be content with all phases of your life. Otherwise, you'll be miserable. Ain't no joy going to come from that. Look at all these bills, 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 bills. Yeah, you've been living out, you've been living beyond your means for 25 years, and now you got sick. Now all the money that you did have tucked away is gone in an instant. You could have had more. That's what money is a tool. That's it. T-O-O-L. It is a utensil that you use to pay bills, to put food on your table, to pay your rent. That is it. That's it. You use money to buy blankets. The blankets keep you warm at night. That's it. Money. But when you love, begin to love money, oh, that's when you put yourself in a bad situation. First Timothy 6, 6-7. But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain. Oh, it is certain. You can't take nothing out of it. Broke you came, and broke you shall return. <laughs> you, I ain't no need you trying to hook that haul that you hauled up to no hers because you can't take it with you. Amen. It ain't gonna fit. The hole not that big in the ground. It's not. It's not. That's why you leaving in errands. Y'all take that money. Y'all go ahead and do job. I'm gone. I see y'all later. What am I gonna do with it? I got favor. I'm, 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 I am like the angels. I'm spirit now. I'm floating. I don't need no car. Amen. I'm good. Amen. Those that sit under false prosperity driven preaching are not victims. They are culprits. Ooh, he's messy, in Because they want exactly what the false teacher wants, and it's not God. Pastor Paul Washington. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Weak men will sit under weak leaders and teachers and preachers because they do not want to be accountable. They don't. Amen. They don't want somebody like me, short, bald, and bearded, telling them to go work a job and take care of their families. 
and pay their child support. They don't want to hear that. Why? Because it makes them feel bad. You talking about me. I sure would, but your trash self. I shouldn't see your daughter at the corner while you at home. Why you ain't walking her to school? You ain't doing nothing else. The least you could do was be a father. Not just a sperm donor, but a father, a giver of life. See, that's, the, see, that's what, that's what make, make, irritates me about men. It's because God shared one of the most titled positions ever, father. And the word literally means giver of life. And yet you are somewhere not giving life. Not giving no wisdom, not giving instructions, not nothing. That is my, that's one of my pet peeves, man. About weak dudes. Like, why are you even here? No, the Bible clearly you worse than a sinner if you don't take care of your families. Worse. I don't even know what that is. What's worse than a sinner? That's pretty bad. There is there another level? I, I, I haven't heard of it. <laughs> and yet and still, we living in a world where men just refuse to do what they're supposed to do. And we got these snooty ones. That's why I got this picture. Look at her face. All twisted. Mm. I'll put your car in the flat, girl. Pull your valve stems out. You'll never get no air in there. <laughs> the, world will, the, world will, the world will have you thinking that you that you at the bottom of the barrel because you mop floors and clean toilets. If you have a problem with people who do the jobs you wouldn't, please shut up. Please shut up. Oh, people who I think they... I never have I ever. I've never eaten ramen noodles. Uh, uh, uh. Shut up. I care about what you think. Because you judging unrighteously because it's a lower position in a company. If you think that about a janitor, you'll think about that about the body of Christ. Jesus. I can't be hanging around nobody who work in the feet department or behind or the behind department. Why? Because you're in the brain department. Oh, you think you're better because you're up there and I'm down here? If the body doesn't walk and or poop, we dead. So all parts are a necessity and we don't frown upon the lesser parts. You know what makes a man think like that? Galatians 6, 2-5. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. So if you in the brain to set, uh, uh, position in the, in the body, do what brain people do. If you in the foot section, do what foot section people do. If you in the butt section, do what the sitting butt section do. Mind your business. Amen. You're not better than anybody because you're in a different position. You make more money. That doesn't make you better. It doesn't. And if you think that, you're nothing. And it reminds you that you're nothing. You're going to be nothing. You ain't never going to be nothing. Mr. and Mrs. Nothingness. <laughs> Sit yourself down somewhere and be quiet. <laughs> Greed will cost you more than you ever imagined if you let it. You know, some of the stuff we go after is just youthful lust. 
And it was okay to struggle with it in your 20s, but in your 30s and 40s, we just trying to be saved and content. Bro, I don't care about all that stuff. I don't, I don't want them. Look, can my car have heat and gas in it, please? Can the gas gauge work? Can I read it when I'm in it? When ace, can I get a breeze in the summertime? It ain't going to be AC, Lord, but just a breeze. Can you just cool the sweat of my brow? Can you be content with what you have? Because life has happened, folks dying and children being born. Things puts things into different perspectives. I don't have time to wallow in dumbness. I gotta stop thinking short term and think long term. Proverbs 13 and 22. Good people leave their grandchildren and inheritance, but the wealth of sinners is stored up for the righteous. You want to gain something that, that will last? Well, after you've gone on to be with the Lord, invest your money now so that your children and grandchildren can receive and continue on and multiply the initial investment you made. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be broke, but I don't want you to be blinded by greed so that you forget God either. Balance. We gotta keep our balance in this life if we too, if we are too heavy. We tip over, and if we're too bottom heavy, we can't move. We have to be balanced. You gotta be balanced. That's why you go you go to work for eight hours, you come home, get you some rest, spend time with your family, you go to bed for eight hours. Funny how that works. You work eight hours, you go to sleep for eight hours. The time you got in between, you do what you gotta do to running around there. Funny how God worked that out in a 24 hour period. Think about it. So there's three eight hour periods you have. Eight hours of work, eight hours of sleep, eight hours to do whatever you need to do running around. Get dressed, shower, make taking care of yourself. God knew what he was doing. Got to keep a balance. Greed will tear a man apart or beat him down so low he loses everything. We are to be neither. If we can't afford it, then we save until we can afford it. Greed does not have to be your master, but if you don't learn to be content with what you already have, the things you don't have will make you fall. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness, one to other people's stuff, and be content with such things as you have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. If we aren't bothered by what other men think, Life will be good. You got this little pig up here. You know, I, I put it, I liked what he was saying. I didn't really look at the bottom part. <laughs> I saw that later. I'm, you know, that's no pun intended. It really wasn't. Uh, but it is what it is. But yeah, greed. I ain't telling people not to get no money. Man, get you some money. Get you some. Shoot, don't, don't be coming up here, bro, because I don't want you asking me for my money. I love you. I need $20 for gas down there. I got you. Don't worry about it. Don't need to get to give it back. But I want you to be responsible, too, though. I want you to invest. Man, man you get something nice, I'm going to take a picture with you. Man, look at Shaw, boy. Look at you. Look at you. Come on up in the world. I'm, I'm going to pump you up. <laughs> I am. I, I love to see people doing good, man. Like, especially when you know where they came from. Oh man, what, they, 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 
you know his story? Let me tell you about my man's over here. He came a long way. To see, and then you see, you see him later on, and they doing better. They just waited. They just waited. They waited, and then they got it anyway. Oh man, no greater feeling. And they didn't overwhelm themselves to get it. Money is a tool. But we kind of stay balanced even when we're trying to work to get money. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for the strength, Father, to be able to say no and not right now. We don't need those things. Lord, thank you for being content with what we have. Because we know favor is way better than a dollar any day of the week. I thank you that you have blessed us with favor and more abundantly. That doors have opened and will be opened, Lord, when we are ready to walk through them. Lord, thank you, Father, that you have placed your hands around us. That nothing comes through, your, through you that has not been ordained through you, Lord. And that we have the strength to overcome, Father, ugliness and bitterness. And, Father, that we can replace it with joyfulness and happiness and contentment. Lord, we know godliness is great gain. In your kingdom, Lord. So, Father, we want to manifest that here, even now here on earth, until we get up there with you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you. We greatly magnify your name, Lord. Lord, the holiday season is coming. Protect our families as we go to and fro. Protect our homes. Protect our loved ones. Be with, be with us in the midst. In your name we pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the word that's about to go forth. We pray, Father, that it is something for us all to hear, for some all for all of us to adhere to, to hear a word from you, Father, to grow, Father, in our faith, and Father, get a better understanding of where it is you want us to be and how it is you want us to be, Father, and who not to act like and who to act like, to be more conformed to your Son and not the world. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. amen. All right, still not good versus evil. This will probably be our last one for this month. Next month we're gonna get all Christmassy. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's <laughs> see, clap. <laughs> We're going to talk about Christ more. That's what Maz means, more. Okay. Uh, but this will be our last one. Idols. Idols. Like, what's an idol? So glad you asked. You asked an important question. Leviticus 26 and 1. Ye shall make you no idols nor graven image. Neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto, for I am the Lord your God. That is what an idol is. Now, just because it's not made of stone or brick or silver or gold or some type of metal does not mean it's not an idol. An idol could be a person. An idol could be a place. It could be a thing. Um, it pretty much, an idol for a Christian is anything that is above God. That's what an idol is. Buddha has the statue, so this statue is skinny, and you got some, he's fat. And you know, the Africans got the, you know, the Egyptian stuff, they got the little funny looking black statue, which ain't nothing but witchcraft, because them suckers talk. Listen long enough, they start talking. I don't need nothing talking, it's supposed to be deaf. Hmm. Or mute, rather. There we go. What or who is an idol for us today? 
got a couple pictures up here. You can take a wild guess. That's nasty. But somebody's going to eat that. My, my heart is just like throwing up inside. Because that's disgusting. That's got to be at least a thousand calories. If not more. But this is what people worship. This is what makes me feel good about myself. Really? Cardiac arrest makes you feel better about yourself? Then we got my old boy Morgan Freeman. I, I like Morgan Freeman. He's a lurker. He's old as Methuselah. However, he's one of those people where, you know, people are like, whatever he say, they, they do. No questions asked. Because he's been doing it so long. But I ain't trying to come at his character. I'm just, I'm just identifying with an idol. Anything that takes the place of God is an idol. We can make food an idol, people an idol. That's why Beyonce has the, I spelled it wrong, it's actually Bayhive, whatever, whatever. A group of fanatics who worship her every move. If you don't believe me, say something negative about her and watch how fast they attack. Those people are nuts. They have made her an idol. I, I know she's an idol because she has an alter ego called Sasha, Sasha Fierce. When she stepped on stage, that's not Beyonce no more. That's Sasha Fierce. Who is that? And where did you get her from? It's a different message from a different day. But she's an idol. And she's not to be worshipped like we worship the Lord our God. That's why I, you know how much that tickets cost? $500 for a ticket? What's she selling? Man, a first class ticket to hell? I'm straight, bro. Like, my goodness. Can we like or entertain the things that is not sinful? Yes, but if used excessively, it can be. 1 Corinthians 3, 21 through 23. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. All means all, that's all, all men. You can like music. You can like food. You can like Morgan Freeman. But it should not have you bound. We should not be bound by the things of... Remember, all those things I just named are created beings. They didn't create anything. Yes, they have a particular skill set. But you got skills too. You just can't act. He probably can't cook and wash dishes at the same time. I don't know. Well, he might not have it. We're all different. Therefore, let no uh, glory in all men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours, and you are Christ, and Christ is God's. The reason why Paul is saying that is because everything belongs to Christ. And because we are joint heirs of Christ, it also belongs to us. So there's no need you want something else that somebody else has because it already belongs to you. See what I'm saying? Amen. It's all it's already yours. So people try to, you know, they fight so hard for stuff that they already have. You complain about what you don't have, you got a million different things. Churches never told you that one. Everything is yours. See, old school church, and I know why they did it. They did it because they didn't want you going out there, getting caught up in the world, and and getting drawn away from your own personal lust. That's not your responsibility. That's not the, the church's job is not to stop you individually. You have to make up your own decision to do that. You come here to get strength from one another, fellowship with one another, to worship one another, to get taught, to be led. That's what church is for. But once you leave out of here, it is not the body of Christ's responsibility to hold you by your hand. You can't go that you can't go to the movies. No PG rated movie. You can't do that. You have to be able to make a, a conscious decision. It's called discernment, and you need it. Don't be fooled on thinking you thinking everything is for you because it's not. 
Rather, we need to know ourselves and others to a certain extent. We need discernment. The act of judgment. We were talking about judging the other day. What's righteous judgment? What is you know? There's two different types of judgment. There's condemnation judgment, and there's judging on making a good decision. Condemnation means eternally forever. We ain't you ain't nobody supposed to do that. No human being. We don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. You don't do that. Instead, you are to judge the acts of that person. That's why we have courthouses. The judicial system. You steal a car, you're probably going to jail. That's a righteous judgment. That's the punishment for what you did. Same thing in our everyday life. Should I have the coffee? Or should I have a glass of water? It's just it's a judgment. That's all it is. It's a decision. Without discernment, it's going to be hard for you to be a true believer. That's why I don't understand people who make decisions and don't pray before they make them. Especially something that's life-changing. What do you want to have God's insight on that? For somebody who's already seen everything and knows everything, I think I would want his input on that. Or at least talk to somebody who knows more than you about it. If you just go and, I think I'll pick out that car. That car has a 28.9% interest rate. The bus is $3.50. <laughs> you should have talked to somebody first Amen. before you did that. Amen. <laughs> you have to be able to see a situation before, go, before God in prayer and then make a decision. I'm free to go to any bar I want as a pastor and have a fresh squeezed glass of orange juice. But what would that be smart on my part? If someone is struggling with alcohol and they see me up in there, they might think they can do it too, even though they haven't gotten over their alcohol addiction. See, you have to, that's why you got to make right decisions. I don't want to be a stumbling block in front of somebody else because I can handle it. So the Bible tells us all the time, it says, if you can handle it, but your brother or your sister can't, don't do it while they're around. Amen. They're not ready yet, and if you do it, you might mess them up. That's why we got to be sensitive to the Spirit, we have to be sensitive to the ones around us. Now, I, ultimately, it's his fault, but I still don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm causing him to do that. I don't want him to go back and idolize alcohol to make himself feel good. I'm sitting with my orange because alcohol is not my thing. It's not my struggle. That don't mean I don't have them. That's just happened to somebody else's. But if he's like, man, let's get, kick it, man. Let's go, bro. Let's go to the bar. I'm not, I'm not going to take you to the bar, bro. I know how you are. We're not going to do that. We can go to Sam's Club and try the samples. We can do that. Maybe get some, <laughs> do a little shopping. But we ain't, I'm not going to take you to no bar. That's not right. That, that's just not even cool. When it comes to idols of today, pretty much anything that has your time, your money, and most of all, your heart is your idol or false god. That's exactly what it is. Just show me your checkbook, I'll show you what you love. Pretty much, pretty simple, right? Gym rights make their bodies their idols. <laughs> you got Hans, I forgot the other dude's name. This commercial just cracks you. I'm here to pump you up. You know, this, we people just, they just work on their body all the time, all the time. Always pose, always flex. All right, brother, whatever, my chest hurt doing all that. But whatever. Uh, every muscle in their body becomes a reflection of worship for them. Musicians become idols simply because they can make such beautiful music with an instrument that people lose all sense of righteous judgment and follow them wherever they go. 
I have a genuine love for Christian rap, but I don't love it so much that I can't call mess a mess. We can't go get lost in everything that the world offers. I don't like American Idol. I don't like it for a, the main reason is because people come all the way across this, across this nation for opportunity to sing or have a record, record deal. And some of them are leaving family, jobs. Oh, this is just my dream. Yeah, but you, you started a family. Why you didn't start that dream before you started the family? So now you, you know, you talk, they talk, put folks into, oh, you know, you, you only, you gotta, you only get one, ch one chance at this. So what? I see somebody get, you know, live a fast life, and then they get a pet, just terrifying accident. You think they care about that bike or that car they was driving? They almost lost their life. You know what they gonna be thinking about? Man, who's here with me? Who's around me? Who loves me? If I can't walk anymore, if I can't feed myself anymore, if I can't clothe myself anymore. I don't like stuff where they make you selfish. You know what I mean? Like it's just I think it's a it's a slap in the face to to people all over across it. And that's just my tangent. That's just me going on a tangent. But I, I just don't I don't like it. Then you got Beyonce. I just generally don't like the fact that so many people worship this woman like that. And she ain't giving y'all nothing. Jay-Z and Beyonce ain't giving y'all nothing. They billionaires. They got enough money to give a whole, just, just on East Coast. Think they do that? Blue Ivy got all that money. What's that look? I don't know the money. I don't know all them kids. I know my kids. I don't know who else. Winston Churchill. A fanatic is someone who can't change his mind and won't change the subject. If she might just keep talking about it. You gonna do that, bro? Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You've been talking about it for six months. <laughs> My goodness. If I'm gonna be that excited about something, it can only be Jesus. There is no room for anything else. You have God or the Godhead than wife, than children, than work, or hobbies. That's it. You only have 12 hours in a day. You have no time to idolize anything or anyone. I don't understand. Like, you're like, oh, brother, we got we all got the same 24 hours of the day. Mm, eight hours you sleep. Eight hours you work. You really only got eight another eight, bro. You ain't got that many, that much time. I don't know what, and then two of those hours take you to get dressed, wake up, wipe the crust out your eye, get you some breakfast. That's two gone, so you got six now. And you got to come home, make dinner, laundry, put gas in the car. You better put gas in the car before you go to work the next day because you know you're going to be running late. So don't do that. So now you're down to three left. You know, time just goes so fast. So for, it's better. you better prioritize. I don't have time to be trying to look up to nobody. Are you kidding me? So I have parents for them. Thank you. They did a wonderful job. I say pat them on the back. That's it. Move on. This family is set apart for his glory. Families. You come home, everybody's fed, everybody's warm. I'm freezing because I've been outside all day long. But they full, they full, they full, they warm. Make you feel good and fuzzy inside. They taking care of us. God is really blessing me. Oh, I need to go take a shower now and lay down. I'm tired. You know? <laughs> that's, that's us. We all get 24 hours in a day. It's up to us as to do what, what, what we do with those 24 hours. Yeah. 
Some people only sleep for an hour. Y'all crazy? I try to get eight. Sometimes ten, if I can. First Peter one thirteen through sixteen. Therefore, what? Therefore, once you have your minds ready for action and you are thinking clearly, place your hope completely on the grace that will will be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed. Don't be conformed to your former desires, those that shaped you when you were ignorant. But as obedient children, you might be holy in every aspect of your lives, just as the one who called you is holy. It is written, you will be holy because I am holy. Holiness is a lifestyle. And it's not wearing a long skirt from your head to your toe and then having your head no more sealy braids and no makeup. That's not holiness. It's not. You want to be presentable. You want to look nice. You single, you want to attract somebody. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to repel somebody. Wash your face. Brush your teeth. Use deodorant. Put a little perfume on. Less is more. But y'all know how to do it. I'm holding it. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking because a lot of churches did it. They, if a woman wore makeup, she was considered a whore. Um, some secrets need to be unveiled, bruh. Oh, excuse me, not unveiled. Re, um, close back up. Let her put that makeup on. She feel better about herself. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Get your, get your finger done. Manny, petty, whatever y'all call it. Stuff expensive. I know that. Different is good, and being different is what makes us stand out in the world. I don't like people. Don't, don't be a copycat. Don't be a copycat. Why don't you love yourself and be yourself? How about that? Why don't you learn to like yourself? People don't like the people that they do not like themselves. That's why they feel $2,500 for, for a set of teeth? Really? Wow. You're going you to mess up the ones you already got for some other ones? Then the BBLs, then, you know, I see I'm on board with the, uh, I understand the birth thing. I get that. Children, all right, I got you. I just seen a lady the other day, she had a breast reduction. She lost 15 pounds. Just from, I said, oh, my gosh. I couldn't imagine waking up with that on my chest every day. So I, I, I understand. We certain technology, we have certain benefits now, you know, take better care of ourselves. I'm with it. I get it. But to completely trying to change your body when there's nothing wrong with it, there's something wrong with you. Holiness is our lifestyle. Why? Because we are not only made in the image of God, but we also have his Holy Spirit. We really don't have time to be wishy-washy. I don't understand church folks that club on Saturday night and come to church and fall out Sunday morning. That never makes sense to me. So why you come to church, though? You still hung over. You still got the, I don't want to say tramp stamp, but you still got the, the club stamp on your hand. You know, because it's, it's reflective. You know, they don't disappear right away. You practice your church moves in the club before you come? You ever see that? That's funny. <laughs> Man, bro, you did that last night. I know you did. I saw you. You put it on Instagram. <laughs> Holiness is a lifestyle, not a project, which is why many try and fail at it. Everybody always says, I tried Christianity. Which means you don't try Christ, you trust Christ. It's a difference. You know, we know you're going to mess up. You know that. That's why he came. Amen. You needed help. Amen. Tell me, I tried. 
try. Please. When we commit ourselves to, to pursuit of holiness, we need to ensure that our commitment is actually to God, not simply to a holy lifestyle or a set of moral values. Offer yourself to God, and in doing that, commit yourselves to the pursuit of holiness in order to please Him. That's holiness. Your relationship with God will keep you away from idols. Because he'll tell you, I don't like that. You need to get rid of that. Certain stuff you can't have right now because you're not mature enough for it right now. Maybe you can have it 10 years from now. Maybe you can't. But right now, you need to get rid of that. This one right here is the funniest. <laughs> because I had a conversation with someone who just was adamant. I, I just, I know all the things they said he did was horrible, but, you know, I just, I love his music. The man told you, my mind is telling me no. <laughs> he told you. He didn't lie. He said it in the song. But my body, <laughs> I, I can't even say it. Oh, but he told you. He didn't lie. He was honest. He said, this, this is happening. Yeah, if you want to watch the documentary, his, his teachers knew. They knew. They said, oh, Kelly, these, these, you 21, baby. They 16, 15, 14, son. And he just, he kept, he kept playing, it, playing it over my mind, telling me no. I put Denzel down there just for laughs. So he funny. Anyway, but I love all their musical movies or comedy. Okay, you could you can like all you want, but you can't love them. Like and love are two different things. Need to know we gotta learn the difference. Know the difference between liking and loving something. Because love is an action word. I kind of like it sometimes. Sometimes I'm called to love you. I gotta do something for you. It's a difference. Like all you want, but you can't love them in God. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be loyal to the one and have contempt for the other. You cannot serve God in wealth. Well, he got rich singing them songs, so but he paying for it now. Life is over. Anything, my understanding, he's broke and he can't read. So, prayers up for R. Kelly, because he don't need him. He ain't never getting out of jail. God gave everything on this earth to us to use and enjoy. He gave a man, a woman, and men have been messed up ever since. God took a piece from him, and he has set out to find it. He gave marriage to us to represent the oneness that he has with Jesus and the Holy Ghost. It just doesn't make sense to love the created more than the creator. These are two guys up here who have a specific talent in their fields. It doesn't mean they need to be worshipped and idolized. Now, they, they, their professors pay them millions. God bless them. I'm not knocking that, but the content that they're a part of sometimes is like, yeah, I was with you until you started, you know, training day. Oh, my goodness. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I like them in John Keto. It's my son. It's my son. Denzel, <laughs> 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 man. 
I am not impressed by someone else's skill set because God gave me my own. Amen. We got to start being our own persons. Be your own person. Be, be yourself. I, I can't sing that song because it was about gay people, but you know what I mean. Uh, uh, please let me be myself. <laughs> if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that song was nice as I feel. I said, oh, man, take it all the good stuff. Anyway. <laughs> I gotta read my writing. All the worship we see is a direct result from what the devil wanted in Isaiah 14, 12 through 16. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? Notice how he kept saying, I. Oh, and I, and I. And God said, uh, no, you're going to go to hell on the side of the pit. That's not, you're not even in the pit, you're on the side. <laughs> you're on the curvature of the pit, of the hole that he's been dug. And people are going to look at you and say, this little dude? This man? This the one that caused all this ruckus? That's what he will get. Every time the devil try to tell you where you ain't going, you remind him where he is going. Brother, you're going to the side of the pit. <laughs> Be careful what you entertain. That's my message when it comes to this world because I, if you're not, it will change you. I can promise you that. If you just effortlessly just follow up behind every whimsical dif different doctrine or whatever, you will find yourself in a rabbit hole you're going to have a hard time getting out of. Seriously, you are. It will suck your pocketbook dry and leave you emptier than a hole in your pocket. Remember, 1 Corinthians 3, 21 through 23, Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come. All are yours, and ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. You know, I just noticed that Kanye changed his name to ye. Anyway, I put this, 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 this picture up. We're going to watch this movie one day called Detained for Entry. This is a, it is a little creepy because what it's about tells the truth about the music industry, the TV industry. The media industry, all of that. Uh, not right now. Um, so, yeah, one day, I, we, I think we got this, don't we? We got detained for this. This pastor in, uh, in Texas, you know, does the truth. It's called the truth behind hip hop, what he does. One day we'll watch it. If you stay in the world and call yourself a Christian, Lord help you. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You cannot be like the world. 
We can't talk. That's why we don't cuss. We cussing folks out. And you can't say God bless you as a cuss word either. <laughs> that's that's tenant still there. Just because you changed the words. We have to be careful about what we entertain. Be careful about what we watch. Be careful about where you go. School system right now is crazy. Right now, I think that Virginia won that case. That, 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 that young girl that was sexually assaulted in the bathroom. And they just tried to just sweep it under, sweep it under the rug like it didn't even happen. And the boy's mother goes and says, well, you should, you should have fought back. Really. That's what, we talk, that's what we're doing now. And because some boy decided he wanted to be a girl and went in the girl's bathroom with a skirt on. He's physically stronger than any girl in that school for, for the most part. Most boys are. Our build is built like that. That's why our muscles stick out more than us naturally than anybody else's. Or women anyway. You have to be careful about what you're entertaining, about what you're listening to. Right now, the, the world is, is, is really raising these people's kids. I meet parents all the time. They won't, they won't whoop their kids. They just want to have a conversation with them. Little Johnny, he can't even, be drooling right now. And he has a temper tantrum. You need to whoop his tail and make him sit down. I ain't asking you. I'm telling you. Amen. Whoop that trick. That's what you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> whoop that tail, man. Sheesh. I, I don't think I can say that any, any more clear. I'd be like, do you, do you want some help? I hold them, you whoop them. Man. Because they don't understand. 15 years from now, he can't get a job. Because he can't take that record. Because when he get mad, he... Why you getting all red and puffed up? I'm mad. So? Take out the trash. He asked if she was mad. The trash is full. And the adults are just as worse because they're so passive now. Everybody's so scared. Scared. Scared of what? Well, I was raised up my mama's against the rock bottom. Wow. Shoot. Boy, don't, don't get in trouble with the laundromat. You thought you got home, it was safe? As soon as you put them pajamas on. Bye. Like, man, that's why she got authorized in her wrist now. Shoot. It was cracking skulls, Jack. So you got, you got, you need, you need good leadership. You need parents to be parents. We have to be able to just do what God has called us to do. So I pray that you are, you know the difference between what good and evil is. You know the difference between what an idol is, what greed is, how to love properly. People don't know how to love one another. You can't love me and hurt me. You can't love me and, and disrespect me. You can't tell me you love me and hit me. And I'm telling you right now, I'm against any domestic violence, brother. If I hear about it or sister, I'm sending you to jail. Ah, you need some. You need some help because you can't keep your hands to yourself. You didn't pass kindergarten. You learned to keep your hands to yourself in kindergarten, and you can't be forty-five talking about she just made me upset. What? Hold up, let me go to my car. No, let, 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 you know, then you think I'm crazy? No, we don't do that. We believers. We have we exhibit self-control. We temperance around here. You have to be able to keep yourself under control, and if you can't, you got to get out of here. Security. <laughs> I'm stopping. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, all of that, man. You gotta be 
gotta be an adult. Gotta be a, be a good human being. Let's start there. Everybody want to talk about they men and women. Okay, let's. You, are you human? You got red blood. Amen. My, if you got purple people eat, I need to know. They need to get rid of people. <laughs> nuts around here. But God is good. Father God, we thank you for the word. All jokes aside, Lord, we know holiness is a lifestyle. It is not something that is just to be smacked on a label, Father. But you have called us to something higher than ourselves. You are calling us to, to yourself. You are calling us to be more like you and not the world. To love, one, to care for one another, Father. To do for one another, Lord. To love outwardly, Father. Not just by word and indeed, Father, with, with action. Father, the people that you have bestowed upon me, Father, I love and I want to show them, Father, by giving them your word and being a minister to, unto them, Father, and meeting the needs the best of my ability, Father, through your power and through your heart and your desire and your will, Lord God. So, Lord, I thank you, Father, even for this series. And, Father, as we end it, Lord, I pray that everything, the next thing that you have for us, Father, will, will grow us, teach us, and mature us to who it is you have called us to be. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. Old series is gone. Good and evil. Good versus evil. Now we're in the month of December. Last month of the year. So, get it together if you ain't got it together. <laughs> we'll be talking about um, what you know about Christmas. Now, I said last week we was going to talk about Christmas probably for the rest of the month. But not the Christmas that you think. Not the tree and the presents and the candy canes and the fat dude trying to climb down my chimney or the deer and all of that. None of that. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about actual Christmas. I'm talking about Christ in Christmas. <laughs> what is this holiday all about, really? Well... It's all about in the name, Christ, and then Mas, Christmas, what we get. Mas means more in Spanish. Christ, we know, is the Messiah, more of the Messiah. The annual Christian festival celebrating Christ's birth held on December 25th in the Western Church. The Christmas 25th is just, December 25th is just the day that Christians pick. We do not know when Christ was actually born. He was probably more, they say, more closer to the summertime than it was the wintertime. But this is a day that university they have picked to celebrate his birth. And it, it, is, it is worldwide recognized that this is the day of the Lord. And we just honor that day. Because our Bible tells us that we don't have to put specifics on certain days and certain holidays for it to be special or it to be sacred. You pick a day? Like we, we, we worship on Sunday. That's just the day that we chose. That's it. We could do it on Saturday. We could do it on Friday. We could do it Wednesday. But you just, we do it on Sunday because it's, it's the most relaxed day of the year, of the week. First day of the month, of, of the week. Most, most of the time, there's no work. So, you go worship the Lord. Go home with your family. Get ready for the week. Amen. That's how we do it. All right? It's so simple, it's hard to understand. Isaiah 9 and 6. Or excuse me, Isaiah 9, verse, chapter, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, 
the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I love how this scripture just told you that Christ was God. He said, for unto us a child is born. So how is a child the father? Oh. Mm -hmm. he, can, he can be the father if they are one. If God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Ghost are all one, a part of the Godhead, then they are all equal parts, different persons. So Christ is also wonderful. We know that. Of course he's wonderful. He's also counselor. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father, so he's always been here. And he's also the Prince of Peace. My peace I leave unto you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world give it, but as I give it. Amen. Christ is God. Even at a child. He was God even as a baby. As they say, he's deity in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> so it's safe to say, Christian, oh, excuse me, Christmas is not about you. I'm going to say it again. So it's safe to say Christmas is not about you. It's not about us individually. It's not. It's not. It has nothing to do with us. Nothing. We just get to partake in it. That's because he loves us that much. Because he's so giving. And he's so loving. And he's so wonderful. Even though the world tries to make it out to be that way, the true spirit of this holiday is being a giver, not a receiver. Saw a man last night. I was at Jewel getting some dinner for me and your mom. And I seen him when I came in. Didn't have any, I had cash. I said, okay. But if the Lord prompts me, I'll give him some more coming out. Coming out, somebody was already meeting his need. Lady was bent over. No coat on. Put her groceries on the ground. I don't know. She was reaching in her pocket. She was going in her bag. She was giving him something. She was meeting the need that that man had. Because I was ready, if, if God wanted me to, I wanted to be, I was in a position to give. Amen. And I wanted to give. Amen. We should always be in a position to give. That's why we're not supposed to be slaves to debt. <clears throat> Ever. I know the world told me, you got to go get them student loans. No, baby, it's a better way to do it. That's why you need counselors. <laughs> Save yourself some money. Acts 20, 33 through 35. And now, brethren... I commend you to God and to, to word, and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Sanctified means they set apart. The ones that are set apart have an inheritance. I have coveted no man's silver or gold or apparel. Yea, ye yourselves know that these hands have ministered unto my necessities, and to them that were with me. He worked for whatever he needed. He wasn't nobody just give him his own stuff. He got his hands dirty. I have showed you all the things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of all of the Lord Jesus, how he said and he quotes, It is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the spirit of Christmas on this on this month on this day of the year. You should be given more than you receive. You should want to be given other that's why we try that's what the church is about. The church is supposed to be ministering and giving service to the people of the church 
in the people that are in need. That's why you see churches passing out turkeys and hams around the holidays, or they make they make warm make food and they give out to the homeless. You know, certain societies now in certain states are trying to stop people from doing that. They're finding churches for giving out warm plate of food around the holidays. Mm. Mm, yeah. That's a that's a human necessity. You need to eat or you die. They don't want you to do that. They don't want you passing out free food. I told you the story before how they needed gas and I just five dollars. And they were so upset. I, you can't do this. I can do whatever I want with my money. You're not gonna take my five dollars worth of gas? I bet you do take it. Doesn't matter which car it goes in. Because that the world doesn't want to give people anything. Oh no, you can't do that. And I'm not saying you, you should be um, um, just random muck and just let somebody take advantage of you. No, I'm not saying that. But when somebody has a need and you have the ability to meet the need, you should meet it. Why? Because Jesus said it's, blessed, it's more blessed to give than to receive. That's why. That's why it's not about you. It's not about you. The Godhead, which I explained earlier, is God the Father, God the Son, which is Jesus, and Holy Ghost. Even from the beginning knew they would be giving the only begotten Son for all mankind. And yet they still did it. That's the million dollar question. They already knew human beings were going to blow it. And they still followed through. Why would you do something like that? You could shoot you, right then and there at the moment. They, 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 was, they was like, we're going to make man in our image and in our likeness and give him dominion over the earth. They could have just scrapped the whole thing and did something else. Because they, oh, he, he's going he's gonna to rebel again. He's not going to follow us wholeheartedly. He's not going to do what we want him to do all the time. But they went through it anyway. Why? Because they love us. With an everlasting love. We talked about the four types of love a couple weeks ago. Agape love. Love that, <laughs> what that song said, love without a limit. God's love for us is limitless. Now, there is a limit. You know, he loves you all the way to the end until you, you no longer breathing. And then ain't nothing he can do for you. Because you made your choice. But he comes out to us. That's that's. A, that's a, on if it's a poem or if it's an actual short story, it's called The Hound of Heaven. It's when God is coming up, coming to, coming to you to save your life, he's like a hound. There ain't nothing you can do. You can run, you can hide, but he's going to sniff you out. And he's going to present himself to you and you either believe it or not believe it. I think it's a book, Hound of Heaven. It is the same agape love that we all should be showing one another. That's why we give gifts to one another. It is a reminder of what Christ has done, being born and then being offered up to die. Christ is the ultimate gift. He gave his perfect life for an imperfect people. There's no greater love than for a man to shed his, to give his life for his friend. None. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever in, believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. I, love, I, I like this scripture for a couple of reasons. But for one, the word believe. The first word, first word in the name of our church, believe. 
Bible believing, secular, excuse me. You got to believe. And though I don't care how much you snot, you know, I'm not joking about it. I don't care about you snotting sneeze and run around in a million circles. If you don't believe Jesus is who he said he is and he did what he came to do, you ain't saved. There is no in between. There is no, you know, I'll, I'll fake it till I make it. No. You know, you can live all your life pretending to be saved and then not be saved. Many, many believers or so-called believers, pseudo-Christians as a, as a certain definition for it, come to church every Sunday, every program, every holiday, and they do not believe in Jesus. What a waste of time. You should have went on and did what you wanted to do. You wasted all them years in here. But it happens all time and time again. That's why I, I, my emphasis is on people believing. I don't care what kind of how you feel or what, what the scripture feels. I said, no, do you believe it? I don't care about that. Because they don't get you into heaven. Your belief is what's gonna get you into heaven. Amen. It's what moves him. You must believe in him. Who cares about what you feel? Oh, that sounds so mean. It's the truth. Who cares? I don't feel like going to work someday. I got to work at 6 o'clock six in the morning, the rest of the week. I'm going. Do I feel like doing it? Of course not. You don't do stuff based on how you feel all the time. Every now and then it serves a purpose. But majority of the time, no, you don't. You have to make a choice. Do you believe this or do you not believe it? I believe it. Because I certainly wouldn't be here this Sunday morning if I didn't. That was just that was the purpose. So, Santa Claus doesn't get any glory here from us. I look forward to Christmas programs with the children and the parents and your old holy night and uh, uh, even Jingle Bells. You know, whatever the band decides to sing or the choir, whoever, I, man, I'm a, I love it because it's all about Jesus. But we ain't giving that dude the red suit no glory here. We're not. You want to go take pictures with Santa Claus tomorrow? Knock yourself out. That's your, that's your business. But here at the church, we ain't doing that. The reason why we're not doing it because I want people to understand the truth of the matter. Amen. Not just about what the world wants you to know. Because they're trying to take Christ out and put an X there. Xmas. That don't even sound right. Xmas. Happy Xmas. What is that? You want to stick a Roman numeral up there? Happy Tenmas? I don't want to see that. No. <laughs> Did you know that God hopes for all men is? 1 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved. God, who is the Savior of the whole world, said he wants all men to be saved. How much is all? All. You can read it. All means all. That's all. All means. All men and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Oh my goodness, is that what I just said? I think it is. He wants you to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Notice how he didn't say feel the truth. Amen. Jump into the truth. He said, Come unto the truth. I mean, pick, get your feet walking, get some information. In the truth. 
but we all know better. <sighs> Some gifts, ooh, excuse me. Some gifts will be rejected, and that's not your fault, neither is it God's. You and I have received the truth, and we have chosen to believe. It is an individual choice to believe in Christ. But his wish, his hope, is that all men would believe in Christ. That no man would perish. Amen. But God is, like I said, God is a perfect gentleman. That violates your right to choose. It's not love. If, if he violated your right to choose, it wouldn't be love. You have to choose to love somebody. You can choose not to love somebody. There are those who oppose anything with Christ's name on it because it is a constant reminder of what is to come because of their unbelief. Mm. Not a lump of coal, rather a dark, hot place of torment forever separated from God, just how they want it. People don't want to be around God. That's why you start talking about God, people look at you funny. You a Christian? Yeah. God bless you, brother, sister. Mm. First thing they want to tell you, how, how judgmental you is. Brother, I just said hello. How did you figure out I was being judgmental? <laughs> Thank you better. No, not really. I'm trying to get better. Better, 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 better things will get better. <laughs> I'm trying to be better. <laughs> man. Don't talk about egg on your face. Like, man, I ain't doing all that, brother. Jesus is the reason for the season. I didn't even know this was a song. Kirk Franklin wrote it. It's not about presence, but it represents the greatest gift we could have ever received. Because Jesus is the reason for the season. He gave us something, something you could never duplicate. I, I wouldn't even recommend trying it. It's it suicide, waste of time. It's a waste. You can't do that because you're not him. Revelations 21. We're going to read the whole chapter. That's how, that's how we're going to end it. I told you it was a short message. Try to tell you. We're going to read this whole entire um, passage because it tells us where we're going. And I think it's great to know where you're going. You got to know where you're being, but you also got to know where you're going. And no use you just, you know, hoping, wishing, dreaming. And you can have a picture or a passage that tells you. Revelation 21. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. See, there's no more ocean here in the new, new, new heaven and new earth. One big old body of land. That's going to be kind of weird to look at, but I guess. God made it, not me. Verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared, uh, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death neither sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any 
more pain. That's what I was saying earlier, though you slave me. God, he going to take away all of that. Amen. All of it. Amen. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son and daughter. All you got to do is just overcome the stuff that you're going through, even now. Even now. And he said, you will inherit all things. That's why I told y'all, everything is yours. Everything. He gave us dominion over this. All of it is ours. You might not have it in your possession right now, but it belongs to you. Amen. That's why the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Yes, you have my money. Thank you. And when I need it, God will make you cut a check. That need to be in my bank account. God owns it all. And if he owns it all, then I own all. Amen. But the fearful and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Which is everything I talked about a couple weeks, the past couple weeks. Good versus evil. Idolater people who have idols, worshiping people, created things. You ain't getting in. You going to that hot place, fire and brimstone. I'm good. Verse nine. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, "Come hither." I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of the heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and the names written there, written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel, on the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lies four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, twelve thousand furlongs, that's pretty long, the length and the breadth and the height of it are equal, and he measured the wall thereof in hundred and forty and four cubits, according to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was a jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the fountains of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth Sardonyx, the sixth Sardius, the seventh Chrysolite, the eighth Beryl, the ninth Topaz, the tenth Chrysophorus, Chrysophorus, the eleventh Jacinth, the twelfth Amethyst, <laughs> and the twelfth gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. It's gonna be beautiful. 
New Jerusalem is going to be beautiful. You have never, you have never seen anything like this. And I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. Meaning there will be no church building. Why? Because the presence of God will be everywhere. Amen. You will be able to worship God wherever. Period. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did not did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. So Jesus is going to light up the whole city with just himself. Ain't going to be no sun, ain't going to be no moon. And the nations of them, which nations means all people, and the nations of them which are saved, the people that are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. That's us. The ones who believed. The ones who overcame. The, the the bride the uh the bride of Christ that's us we get all of that that's why I'm telling you Christmas is not about presents don't get me wrong I like getting a good present too I like to give them too but that's just a representation a small part of what Christmas is Christ's life was given for all of us. That's, that's the meaning of it. That was the purpose of it. He gave his life so that all men could be saved if they choose to be saved. And we pick a day of his birth to celebrate that God in the flesh came, a deity in a diaper, as, they, as some of the preachers say, came for us and blessed us. And all we got to do is believe in and accept it. That's what Christmas is about. Everything else is nice. But the real thing is about Christ. Christ more, as the word actually says. Christ mas. Amen? Amen. Father God, we thank you for the word. Father, we thank you for truth. We thank you that you have revealed all knowledge and truth unto us. And we believe now, Lord. We know that it is our belief in you. That is what you're looking at. Not the other stuff. Stuff and stuff is fine. But it is our belief in you. Lord, we don't want to be here 30, 40, 50 years and have unbelief. If we have any unbelief, Lord, help us in our unbelief in all phases of our lives. Whether it be in work, school, family, children, conception, whatever it is, Lord God, help us, Father. Lord, we want to trust you completely in all that you do because you are faithful you are just, and you are righteous. Lord God, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. In your mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.